My name's Christabel. I'm an environmental acoustic consultant, which sounds really fancy, but actually that means I do a mixture of noise measurements, vibration measurements. I do noise and vibration predictions, and I advise on mitigation methods for noise and vibration. And I do that mostly for outdoor projects. So anything that varies from construction industries, new road schemes, new railways, housing developments, quarries, chicken farm kind of anything that's outside that makes noise and affects people I deal with that my team is actually quite big for an acoustics team there's about 20 of us in in my office so within that team there's other acoustics acousticians like me and then there's people that work on building acoustics or like architectural acoustics so that's more indoor noise we've got some specialists in railway noise so if I've got a problem with a railway I might go to them for more specialist advice within the team we've got kind of broad people a bit like me I'm quite broad I work on a a wide range of projects and we have um, more specialist people who know a lot of detailed knowledge about a specific issue and then within our company as well we don't just do acoustics we work with other engineers and people who design roads people who look after ecological surveys a lot of big construction projects have a lot of issues that you might not initially realise related to them and we all work together in lots of disciplines relating to the environment and other issues to do with construction to get the project completed. Fantastic, thank you for that. What does a normal day look like for you? One of the things I quite like about the job is that it is varied and not every day is the same. A typical day doing some measurements might be I arrive on site, set up, do a calibration and then I'll make notes about what noise is going on, see if I can work out which direction a certain noise is coming from and what is making the noise and why it's a certain way. A typical day in the office might involve doing some predictions, so that might be using computer software or some like spreadsheet calculations to predict what noise changes might involve. Normally we'll look at the difference between what the current noise is and what the future noise will be and how that will affect or impact people nearby. So a lot of the measurements we do are kind of trying to understand what the current noise situation is like. Sometimes they're more specific about if there's noisy equipment in an industry or something like that. But a lot of the time we do what's called baseline measurements. So that's understanding what the current noise is. And then we'll see with the predictions how we think that noise will change. And then we might advise people on locations of noise barriers or advice on different equipment to, that, that will be quieter that won't affect people as much. What you're doing actually has an impact on people's well-being and health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say are the most important skills that you need in your job? I think one of the one of the key skills that I use like on a day-to-day basis is problem solving. I mean that's quite applicable to lots of different jobs and it's something that I picked up at university. Uh, I did engineering at university and that's a key thing that you kind of need to do engineering and I think it definitely applies to this job. A lot of projects might be quite similar or you approach them in a similar way but um, each project is different and you have to work out how can I use my knowledge and skills to apply it to this particular issue. I think that's one of the key things to be adaptable and change, um, use your knowledge to work out how can you solve this problem. The other thing I, I think is really key is communication. You have to be able to work within your team well but um, you know we're having interaction with clients and things and to be able to communicate your solution to them in a clear and concise way and persuade them that what you're doing is best for them and brings the company money. You mentioned that you did engineering at university so how did you find out your job existed? 
I hadn't heard of what an acoustic consultant was before I went to university and I only really heard about the job because an ex-student who was uh, doing my course at university came back and did a careers talk about what they're doing now and he's now one of my one of my colleagues. I, I now work for the same company. Having him come into university and explain what he did, I then talked to him and managed to get a three-month summer work placement at the company. And then having worked there for three months over the summer between my second and third year at university, I decided that I wanted to go back and I asked him if I could have a job and, you know, had the interview process. But because I'd worked for them before, it was a lot easier to kind of get into the job. It meant I could see what the job was like before kind of committing to a full permanent position. You know, I got three months and that might sound like a long time, but it was a, um, a good chance to kind of get to know the people I'd be working with and what that would involve properly. Did you always want to be an engineer? No, I, I really liked maths at school and I liked physics as well. I was much more of a maths geek, but I liked maths and physics and I I didn't think the maths was very useful. I'd got A-levels in maths for the maths and physics and I thought, oh my goodness, what? that's not very useful. What can I possibly do with that? And I, I'd never even considered doing engineering. Actually, engineering is applying those principles you learn in maths and physics to the real world. So actually, it was a useful use for my love of maths and physics. That's kind of how I got into engineering. Thank you. So you've mentioned maths and physics. What is sort of the main school subject that comes into play within your job that you take some of the building blocks from what you learned in that subject at school and apply now? So I think the main one is physics. Maths is involved, but on a day-to-day basis, not really that much. And because a lot of the computer programs that we use have all the maths kind of built in, so we don't need to do it ourselves particularly. Although having a background in that is useful, but really understanding the physics principles of like how sound works how sound travels how different materials work in relation to sound all that is really important and things that won't make sense if you don't understand those basic physics principles so the other the other principle or really key thing that i use on a day-to-day basis is programming but i didn't learn any of this at school i i learned a bit at university and i learned a bit in the job and I, I didn't even expect that I would have to do that. It's been challenging and fun to do it and I think more schools are offering that as a as an option and um, so getting into that is, is a really useful skill if you can do that but yeah it's a really powerful tool to be able to use because it just speeds up so many processes. A long boring task can take you know a few seconds and that that's amazing. The power of coding. Code Club have got some fantastic resources that go all the way from scratch up to Python and starting to get children understanding coding because it's used in so many jobs that people just don't realise. And the other thing with programming is the way that you do it. It's quite logical. And I think that if you use the same ideas and mindset that you use for programming, it can help with other tasks that you do in as well. Great advice there, Christabel. Thank you. I was going to ask, are there any myths or misconceptions around your job or engineering that you commonly come across that you want to address? I do get quite a lot of questions asking whether it's a very male-dominated industry. I think it's definitely evening up. Um, I mean, it is quite male-dominated, but that doesn't affect me at all because the people I work with, it's just not an issue. And that's really good. I think the kind of attitudes about that is really changing. When, when I first applied for engineering, I think my mum got a bit worried <laughs> about it, but I don't find that an issue on a day-to-day basis at all. Um, so I think as an industry, it's fine. 
Just to finish, have you got any top tips or advice for young people starting out who are interested in going into engineering or acoustic engineering? Definitely keep up with the maths and physics because they're they're really useful. Um, the other thing is find a work placement or even if that's not paid, like if it's paid then great, if it's not then I mean the work experience is still really useful and to get an idea of different jobs I think that's really valuable. And the other thing is um, lots of people who in my team, in the acoustics team, they, they've come into acoustics from all different backgrounds so I don't think it matters whether you start off a certain path you can you can easily divert into something else we've got people in our team who've done physics who've done maths and electronics engineering we've got people from a music background a music technology background so you can get into acoustics from a lot of different areas thank you some great advice and tips there thank you ever so much for your time today chris Bell. it's been really really great to talk to you and really interesting to find out more about your role thank you for having me mm-hmm.